So let's talk about music. My name is Sergio Verrer and I'm a composer and of a classical persuasion and a pianist. And today my guest is Michael Roth, a performer, pianist and composer also. And uh, how are you, Michael? Sergio, I'm better for catching up with you, man. So thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Um, I usually do one question to all my guests. Uh, how did you become a composer? Well, um, you know, I, because I've been talking about the Beatles a lot for the past week, because uh -huh. of Get Back and things like that, um, here, here's what I'll say. Um, when I, so I'm from Long Island, I'm from New York. When I was a little kid, um, I really can't say that I was in any way musical and nobody gave me any lessons or that wasn't part of my thing until around 1964 when I saw the Beatles on Sullivan and then I, that means I'm around 10. And, um, and then I started listening to rock and roll and playing along with the radio. Oh. And that was my ambition. I, I, I wanted to be one of those guys, you know? And so I would sit in my parents' living room. My sister had taken lessons, but and they had been sort of forced on her, but they didn't put them into me. And then one day my parents said, well, maybe you should take lessons because you're playing along with the radio and kind of figuring something out, you know? So really I started relatively late compared to some people. And uh, then I formed a band by the time I was 12. So, um, <laughs> and, you know, was in rock and roll bands on Long Island. And then the Beatles broke up and I got bored with rock and roll, but I was writing songs. I did, if you had said, you know, what's the right of spring, I would have said, I don't know, right? Um, but then I moved to theater, which has obviously been a big part of my earning a living by listening to Bernstein and Westside, which is very much in the air this week too. So the Beatles have been, and Westside is, and Sondheim passed away. So it's an interesting week, right? Right. And then I went to University of Michigan. I started composing for plays there just to kind of figure things out. And then my principal teacher was William Bolcom. Oh. And I would say, and then I graduated with, you know, a dual major in music and theater and then moved back to New York and just started working. And I would say my 20s were spent going to a lot of chamber music concerts, Sergio, you know, like, like figuring out what that world was. Oh. Um, because it's very, it was very appealing to me, especially when it wasn't conservative, which as we know, sometimes it really can be. And so, Somewhere in all that, I decided to become a composer uh, because there was clearly nothing else I could do. So <laughs> I, had, I had no qualifications for it. But my principal way of earning a living, as you know, was I com I've composed a lot of music for theater pieces. I've written some musicals and operas, which we'll talk about, but you know, uh, and then I've also been a music director for Randy Newman in theater. So it's been, um, you know, a, a 
eclectic career always based on the fact that I'm really an old rock and roll pianist. I got in my classical chops on this thing are dubious, but you know, but I can, I can play a pretty good rock and roll thing. So cool. that answer your question somewhat, I think, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's fascinating. I, you know, you assume people come from a certain background, but in music, I, I once interviewed a guy that studied archeology span yeah. ended up being a composer. And so, you know, it's like everybody arrives through his own meandering way. It's not one of these careers that, you know, you have to go to school and you have to do your four years and then three years of uh, this and then your internship and this and this and this. Yeah. As, as my friend, uh, um, Oteri, you know him, right? Frank, Frank J. Oteri. Uh, yeah, I guess I, yes. I don't know him. I know he is, sir. Okay, he tells me, you know, nobody knows how to make a career in the arts. No, that's that's <laughs> that's nobody. And, and, you, you're and, not going to go. You certainly have to be a bit out of your mind to think that this is a good idea. <laughs> be, be, you know, I mean, look, look, you're a composer and I'm a composer. That means, on some level, we think we're almost as worth listening to as Be Beethoven or Stravinsky or Lennon and McCartney, and that's crazy but you have to almost kind of believe it a little you do to a degree you know? i mean right. maybe maybe not beethoven but that you are just worthy of uh, some people's yeah. time right that 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 what i have to say is worth saying and in fact what and you know this too that you you have to learn in some ways ways that, that are kind of painful that it's not about how the piece is received right now or that you're not everybody's best friend right now it's about no it's about writing it it's a it's about producing yeah. it it's about creating it and the fortunate thing is if you have some some way of making your work permanent yeah. um then the work exists and you know i i know we'll be talking about the web opera but you know it's been out for a couple of years now but you discovered more about it in the past few months you know yeah. and uh, um that's because it's there <laughs> yeah definitely no yeah. and it's uh now that you bring it up this is this is the work that i really wanted to talk to you about during this yes. uh during this podcast because it first of all it has been garnering a lot of attention yeah. and uh and then i was wondering exactly what was what was it about it because i saw the first episode and the first episode is just a kind of a setup so i didn't know what it was and then i saw a few days back the second and the third and i said oh okay now i get it and um yeah and uh yeah so so can you tell us how did this project get started um yes i certainly can and and there'll be a little bit of a spoiler alert in what i say but it's okay um, well, you don't have to, to. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see how it goes. Okay, but but there there are two principal reasons why it exists at all. One is you know so, so I, I certainly have dealt a fair amount in musical theater and in music theater and in and in opera, you know, and but and I've certainly met writers who've wanted to create like a new musical or a new opera or something, right? Right. And what I've always said is you know, fine, let's go for it. But just, just so we all know, it 
it might never be produced. Uh, it might end up being in a basement workshop situation after three years of work and never get beyond that. Um, and, you know, we have to kind of deal with that, the realities of just how it is, unless somebody approaches you and says, write this and I will give you something, which, was, which wasn't the case, right? So, and, that, and then I would always say, but, and even 10 years ago, I would say this, you know, but we could make a film because the means of production for film are not that, are not foreign to us. Right. You know, we, 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 you, we can make a film. And I was a little bit naive, but not that naive, right? Um, anyway, and then in this one case, the librettist is Kate Gale, and she and I were throwing around ideas. And around this time, um, Tyler Clementi's circumstances, the tragedy of his uh, passing happened. So in a word or two, Tyler was a student at Rutgers University. Um, and I believe it all happened in 2010 or 11. I think I'm right. I may be off by here because I'm not looking at it, but he was a freshman um, uh, at Rutgers in New Jersey. Um, he was a, a young violinist. He um, had a roommate. Uh, the roommate was into computers. The roommate set up his computer and had a webcam that was aimed, that, that, that was basically there to sort of, for him to work with, but also to protect his equipment for, for the room. Okay, Tyler, um, arranged to have a date in his room and um, told his roommate he needed the room that night. His roommate said, okay. His roommate then left the room, but met the guy who came over. Uh, so, and Tyler had also just come out sexually, right? As gay. Um, and the, um, uh, he, uh, the, the roommate went to another room with meeting with a friend of his, said he didn't like the look of the guy, the date, uh -huh. um, told his friend, but, and then his friend and him were talking about it. They said, well, actually we can look at him because my webcam's on. Oh. And so they went into iChat. It's, this is episode three, right? They went right. into iChat uh, and had a look and the two guys were on their date in the room. Um, and they got a little bit uncomfortable <laughs> about this and they were probably online for just about five seconds. And they said, well, we shouldn't tell anybody, but then their, her roommate came over and a few other people came over and they said, what are you guys doing? And they said, well, this is what we're doing. <laughs> uh, and then at one point in the evening, um, the roommate tweeted out a message saying, essentially, you know, went, went to my friend's room and my roommate was making out with a dude um, and sent that out into the universe via tweet. Now, this oh, this is, are we, are we already talking about the, the third episode or? Yes, right. So, so, so that, that, that's the story. Now, let, just to, just to finish this, because it did end tragically once Tyler found out that what had happened, one thing led to another and he did commit suicide. Um, now, 
when I found out about this, although I can't be precise about how my thinking evolved, uh -huh. but the more I thought about it, I said, this is sort of crime number one of our times now. I you see. know, in, in other words, the, the, what weapon did he use? What, what did anybody do to make these set of circumstances they, it happen? They do something that we all do almost all the time, which was we go online, we look things up, we send messages, you know, we're all very active in this very intense universe. And it is very easy to violate somebody's privacy if you really want to. It's also very easy to insult somebody or hurt somebody in social, yes. right? Yes, and, and the fact that the distance and the anonymity can be even worse, can, can make it yes. totally yes. Uh, consequence free. Right. And, 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 right. So as I became more and more aware of it, I said, you know, I, I feel like I want to say something about how we live our lives now. I see. And this story says it in a very uh, precise and terrifying way. Because as you just said, when, you know, if you watch the first two episodes, you, you may sense that something's about to happen, but by the right. time you get to the third, you go, yeah, like I said to you, some people have said, when you get to the third, it, it finally, it, there's nothing funny, even though they're kind of having a good time, but it's not fun to watch. And right. when it happens, when a tweet takes over the, the screen, you go, boy, look, look at what people do. And it's not like you even know why they're doing it. They just do it, which is another thing about social media. You sometimes you do things just because you can, you know? That's right. Yeah. Okay, so let's let I, I'm going to propose something. We're going to listen to the first five minutes of it. Sure. And then stop it and comment on it and then go on. Great. We might do a couple of times so that we don't do the 13 minutes straight, particularly sure. because we don't have image. So if yeah. we don't have image, we might have to interject some stuff so that our listeners can sure. can realize what's going on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. What, what you might want to do is you can play it. You know, there's that pause when they look. I see. Yeah. And, okay. and, and, and it's just that's silent. a good point to that's a, that's a good stopping point. Okay. Let's do that. I'm going to, I'm going to share my screen. Absolutely. And um, one second. It's so in the very 
very same spot several centuries ago. Name that president. Okay, in the same city, discuss his philosophy and the name would be... Stuff. I have thousands of dollars of legitimate I work hard putting together all that computer shit I don't know Places of worship are no different Yeah Well, someone's gotta pay I mean Not violin boy Yeah, well, no, but, but to say, but hey, you're on my iChat. I think so. Right, maybe I could. Okay, let me finish this one Log on to my iChat. I leave the webcam on and there is no restriction on which clients can connect to this broadcast. You can restrict access by IP address. And as the screen suggests, oh, our broadcast will be available to anyone. anyone. Right, I leave the webcam on and the monitor off. And it looks like everything's, everything's off. off. So for now, go ahead and click OK. And bookstore, bookstore. Stop sharing right now. Okay, here we are. What, what you might want to do is insert, um, I'm going to introduce the episode just a touch. Okay. So what 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 you'll be hearing is a young well, woman. Actually, actually, you can do it in, in real time. Like, right. what okay. did we just hear? What did we just hear? A, a woman is working on her, a young a student, a young woman 
is what's her name in the her name is june june okay okay she's working on a a, a paper on a homework assignment a take-home exam about uh um freedom of speech or, you know, and, and early American freedoms, basically. And right. um, she's answering some questions because uh, ultimately she's studying religion and political science. And she is writing about freedom and liberty and our history of that, right? Right. Um, and how, you know, and, and in fact, she makes reference to an Islamic, a, a, a mosque that was being built around ground zero, yes. you know, after 9-11. That's and, how they started, yeah. Right, and, and there was a lot of protest about it, but our, you know, apparently, supposedly, our country believes in freedom, you know, and, 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 and in fact, you know, certainly there could be a mosque near ground zero. I mean, that's okay. You know, if, I mean, just as much as there yeah. could be a church or a temple, right? I mean, in any case, but but there were protests about it, and she kind of addresses that situation in the beginning of the episode. And then while she's working, this young man comes in, who's the roommate, and what's his name here? He, he, well, every all the characters in the opera essentially are referred to by their email addresses. So she is. In the episode one, you see she's June at Gmail. He is FG97, or she's June 99, actually, at Gmail. He is FG97 at Gmail. And the other character, the violinist, uh, so we, we nobody is referred to by the names of the actual people who were there. I see. Um, um, he's called violinist98 at Yahoo. And in fact, um, the roommate FG97 finds the fact that he's Yahoo kind of weird. Like, why wouldn't you be Gmail? Because it's so much better, right? Right. Which I've heard people say. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. You know, I have I have Gmail and AOL still, just because I have AOL and all my old bank accounts. I'm not going to change it, you know. So and so far so good. Anyway, and what you've just heard happen is he basically says, well, you're on my iChat, which is slightly old, but there's still things like it. And my webcam, it, my webcam is always on, even if my monitor's off. I and see. I have, he has the webcam aimed at the door, which you kind of saw him do in the first episode. And it happens that right next to the door is his roommate's bed. And I see. So, he's, so when she says, what does the boyfriend, what's the boyfriend look like? Mm -hmm. Um, he says, well, actually, we could just have a look. Okay. And she goes, oh, cool. Let's just do that. We could just press it. And you see on the screen, and yeah, the motion graphics are pretty good. <laughs> um, um, anyway, so, so you see that happens, and then you see them just have a look, and there's silence for about eight or nine seconds while they look. And the other thing we should say for the listeners is all of this is shot from the point of view, from the POV of, usually it's a computer camera. It, the characters look rather like you and I do now. They are looking right. directly into the camera. Right. Because what, the, what we, I wanted to make it clear that at a certain point by watching this, you're doing what they do. They, right. they, are, they are looking at something that maybe they shouldn't be looking at. 
they are violating privacy. We are violating their privacy. In fact, we're complicit by watching, which is easy enough to do. So, okay. So let's let's keep watching now that we have this. The two characters, yeah. June ninety nine and FG seven ninety seven. FG ninety seven. Seven. Uh, I can tell you. Uh, I'll tell you at the end what FG stands for. It's it's a it's okay. a little thing. It's but why why don't we go? Um, let me see. Let's let's just continue. Yeah, and maybe maybe after the tweet is sent out. Let's. Or, or whatever. Go. I mean, if you want to do it in three parts, that might that that's yeah good. yeah. Maybe. Let's let's just and, and let's why, just. Why don't I why don't I just say so? What you'll hear is their reaction to what they just did, and then her roommate and two friends come in and they're going to work on a paper. Okay. Yeah. Okay, great. Let's do that. Okay. I can't see Take any pictures, so that would be 
was making sure his vision okay what one interesting thing that that just happened and this is what's interesting about making an opera as a movie because when people have said can we do this on stage so what what the, for people who are listening you heard a kind of a big sound kind of explosion sort of thing just as we stopped right it, like a, a kind of an interesting symbol sound effect kind of sound that kind of took over and things got a little cacophonous and what's going on there is that that is the roommate fg97 type sent typing a tweet and pressing send right. in a staged opera he'd have to sing that right but yeah. in a film opera you know I, i i think for the listener or for for the person watching it so i hope this brings people to it right you you get you you start you see this message being typed and getting bigger and bigger taking over the screen and then it goes out into the universe and be, and it's because the climax of these first three episodes so to speak is it's a gunshot that nobody hears you know it's yeah you know i can see that i can see that this, this is a gunshot because yeah i mean it's, what, it's the message What did it say more the, or less? The message says, um, went to June's room, saw my roommate making out with a dude, yay, LOL, and then the address. I see. Um, that is slightly rewritten from what he actually said, but I will tell you that the word yay was there. He did say, saw my roommate making out with a dude, yay, which is what <laughs> i mean what yay is about what uh we added the lol because in fact lol is omnipresent in the web opera um but and so is clicking okay agreeing with something but in any case um he just sent something out nobody knows what he just sent we do the right. people in the room don't know the people in the room are ordering korean food and she's working on and she's talking to her boyfriend they also said they won't tell anybody because this is too creepy we shouldn't tell anybody but within about a minute and a half they tell the roommate the friends and her boyfriend what happened and he sends a tweet out that nobody knows he sent out and who even knows who saw it to this way i don't think they know because it's not like right yeah i mean did a thousand people see it no I mean, there's more to the story than that, but it's one of the things that's interesting about this is that I think the experience of watching that moment is what what is he typing there? And it's an interesting operatic question because it would, if he were to sing it, it would take away from the reality of it, right? Right. I One thing that I find very interesting is having to envision all that is happening just from the sound and the music. Yeah, and it's first of all, it makes you pay a lot of more attention to the music and to the sounds. Uh, I, without the help of the visual image, the music uh, goes in acquires much more importance, and you could start appreciating the craft that went into doing all those singers doing it at the same time and with the accompaniment and you know 
it is yeah, yeah. opera it is and it is music when it, it, it sure is <laughs> no yeah. but it, you can you can miss out because of the power of the image right you know it's it's uh the the music deserves to be heard you know right. it's, it's a well, very important part of the thing so it's yeah it's a, it's a comment on the on both the medium of the opera and also the medium of a visual screen with sound right you know um, you know i i appreciate that and obviously there's a lot of my intention in that i mean but let, let you know, to go back to your first question how how the web opera came about you know that was my intention it's not like i'd done any of these before you know and because of this story there was an urgency for me to say this but but also and th this is what became interesting in the composing of it um you can sometimes on stage maybe not to my satisfaction all the time get away with somebody in an opera standing there and telling you how they feel right uh, and and they can do that for an awfully long time and sometimes i find that just a little much but that's okay um but in film it's very hard to sustain that I see. because because in film they basically have to be doing something yeah you know because because in fact uh, i think i can safely speak for both of us you know for the most part we do something you know right uh you know you it, you don't you sometimes sit back and say, wow, life is really depressing and I need to think about it. But but you don't do that for too long. Phil, Phil manages to sort of, in this case, certainly because it's a true story, it's, it's, it's real. So why she's typing a term paper is because she needed something to do. And one thought led to another. What if she's typing a term paper about American freedom and about you know, so so yes, there's a certain irony because she's writing about what makes our country free and and have liberty and freedom of thought and all that at the same time that you're about to do something that violates somebody. Right. And you might not even know that's what you're going to do because because one thing that this world we live in does is it encourages you to do things without a whole lot of thinking. <laughs> and when he sends yeah. out the tweet, you know, at the fellow uh, playing FG97, this fellow named Ruben Hui, he's a really, really talented young uh, uh, Filipino actor who's in LA. Um, he, um, uh, he said, why do I do this? We started talking motivation. And one thing we've, we all agreed on is he just sends it because he can you know, yeah. the, these are, you know, part of why people do things in social media or just say something. There's not a whole lot of thought that goes into it for a lot of people. Yeah, and you can and, tell that from what yeah. he's and, and And it's and so he he does. I don't think he thinks for a minute that it's going to do any harm. You no. know, it's it's it, it's amusing. Right now. Yeah. Uh, and and obviously so 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 anyway i guess we should we should get to the end of the episode yes. now so one thing just as a so what so she's typing a term paper and she's trying to 
and it's going okay. But she needs to figure out some other way to talk about um, a, the utopian visions that are of America, right? Okay. And she suddenly has this thought uh, of reminding her of something from Shakespeare's The Tempest, which where, where one of the characters, Gonzalo, speaks about the utopian visions that he would have if he lived on this island where the tempest takes place, where he, where Prospero is. And okay. um, so she cuts and pastes some Shakespeare because that's what you can do. You don't, you know, back in our day, Sergio, you actually had to type it, but she can just paste it, right? right. And you see that happening. And at the same time, you'll see her roommate go to iChat and she has a look and the point of view of the picture changes to just an iPad shot of her face getting closer and closer to the iPad. And then we'll get to the end of the episode, just a little switch. The, the iPad view shifts eventually to an iPad view of Violinist 98 later that night reading the tweet. And the okay. final image is he just stares at us. So here we go. The future was clear. of this isle and were the king what would I do no kind of traffic would I admit no occupation
Okay. Wow. Uh, and it ends, the episode ends with him staring at us, in other words, into the camera and to the webcam. Right. And him, we mean violinist 97, right? Um, and violinist, what was his number? He, he's violinist 98. That's 98, sorry. The, the year he was born. Oh, I see. I or, see. Okay. But um, we kind of we kind of played with dates a little bit. But so FG ninety seven, he was born in ninety seven. She was okay. born in ninety nine. That's really what it is. But um, oh, but but he but he's staring at us, you know, uh, for a, what about eight or nine or ten seconds in si the silence at the end before we go to the credits. And um, yeah, I nice, nice music, it. nice credit music. By thank the way. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, you know, sometimes people don't realize that composers can get very creative for the credits. You know. You know, and and I was just thinking that because I listened to it in a, in a little bit. But uh, speaking of the Beatles, there's backwards vocals in it and backwards guitar in the credit music. That's very Beatles. So. Oh really. So. Yeah, yeah. If you listen to it again, it, like at the very, very end, you hear some voices coming in, and you don't really know what they're saying. Those are they're they're singing backwards. It's it's it's, and I just think it sounds really cool, uh, because you know it sounded cool in Strawberry Fields, so <laughs> it sounds cool now. I mean, you know, uh, I mean, yeah, I I I show what influences me, but of course. Uh, yeah. And one gets ideas from everywhere, you know? Yeah. And, it's, and I try, as you and I have said to each other, I, you know, hopefully in my dotage, I don't approach any idea with a whole lot of prejudice. You know, I, I think I appreciate what you have to say about the music and, and the mu it's very much composed. It's not, you know, yeah. but at the same time, I take advantage of Pro Tools and sound design and soft synths to flesh it out, but there are real instruments in there. There's a real violins, real cello, real guitar. Um, and also, last thing I'll say is, uh, if, if I had my way with my life, I would walk down the street and have three or four women backup singers just repeating everything I said. <laughs> I, I, I I just love you were that. Bezos, right? Yeah, That's I mean, what you just, would do? Yeah, I mean, I love it. I I just love. So I, so I love background singing. So th throughout the episode, there's a lot of back, a lot of voices singing what they've just sung or sometimes with them, sometimes, you know, sort of commenting on it, not, but not really commenting more just embellishing it. I, I just love that, you know, that, um, and, uh, and yeah, so I, I just, I just, I like, you know, I love, <laughs> this is so weird when the, in the beginning of the episode, when FG 97 knocks on the door and she says, it's open and the voices repeat, it's open. Uh, I, I just love oh, that. I see. Yeah, it's just my way, you know. I see, uh, one question. Yes, you sir. Have, you have done theater, you have done classical music. Why did you choose this language for this? Why didn't you go for a, for a more tonal musical kind of feel? Why, why did you choose this language for this piece? The musical language, you mean? Yes, the musical. Uh, language. Yeah, um, you know, I, my <laughs> uh, here's my way of answering that question, pal. 
when okay. when I first heard Elliot Carter talk about his music, he said that his music was always related to the kind of rhythmic freedom and other things. I'm embellishing this quite a bit that he heard in Fats Waller. I see. And I said, and I got it. I, I, you know, there is something about, you know, when you look at what, what those, those instruments are doing, they're, they're now they're dynamically working against each other sometimes. And there's all kinds of other things going on. But, and I said at that moment, well, my music is somewhere between Elliot Carter and Fats Domino. Uh, and so I would say my answer to your question is that's a lot of what I sound like when I'm just alone and left to my own devices. There's certainly some pop and rock rhythm elements in it because that's where I come from at the right. same time that there's certainly polyrhythmic stuff going on everywhere. Much of the episodes in seven for what it's worth, uh, you know, um, and the counter counterpoint is classically drawn, even though what they're singing is over pop rhythms. But you know, when when all the when it, 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 when the girls are ordering the food and all that stuff, so it's it's somewhere between classical and pop and me. You know, it's it's really what I hear when I'm left alone to my own devices. And yeah, some people wish the all the voices were more classical or no let me let me rephrase that they they think that what would make it an opera is classical voices well in fact two of those singers are very much classical singers no and they sound they don't they don't sound broadway they, they no, sound classical they, yeah i That's... mean in in fact i uh, i've said this in every interview i've ever done uh Steph, stephanie avalo the woman who plays um Uh, June 99. Yeah, she has a beautiful voice. She has a great voice. She's the best sight reader I've ever met. She, really? She, yeah. She, she's, wow. she, she came in to, I'd never met her before, but she was recommended by Mike Lang, you know, the pianist. Yeah, Mike. Mike. Yeah, I know Mike. Yeah. Um, Mike recommended her. She came in and you know, she, she read the opening stuff, which is like, it goes in seven, then it's in 13. It's just all this crazy shit, right? And she just sight read it. Wow. And I went, well, that's <laughs> impressive. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, you know, and she's right in tune, you know, all that stuff. And then um, Adam, uh, the fellow who you, in this episode, you only hear at the end, but I encourage all listeners to watch him in episode two, because it's all him. He is very much a classical tenor, but like all, I think, newer classical tenors, he can adjust his voice to the circumstance. And it became clear because of the intimacy of all of it, that it should just sound a little bit more normal and less vibrato and things. Yeah, no, but the, the, the musical language is, is very contemporary. You know, it's, yeah. it's uh, the rhythms and the, and, the, um, and the tonality, which is, I don't know where, I mean, it's not a tonal composition and, and it, I, I always, my viewpoint on, on language is always that I try to make it fit the subject. And sure. this fits the subject very well. Yeah. Because yeah. You, you don't want something really beautiful about this guy, but what is going to happen 
you know, sometimes you can overdo the beauty on uh, on certain things. Yeah. And this is not a particularly beautiful subject, what happened, you know? Right. So, so it, it conveys it very well. The, the musical yeah. language goes very well with the subject. Although, you know, there, there's lyrical writing when she's singing, yes. she's quoting Shakespeare. Yes. And speaking yes. about, you know, um, I would with all, uh, you know, uh, I, I would recreate the golden age if I could. That, right. that's, what, that's what she, that's the, the two ladies are singing that. That's what yeah. Gonzalo says is, I would create a utopian universe where there's no judgment, where we all treat each other well, basically, having just violated this guy's privacy, right? Yeah, no, um, and I, I misspoke. I, I didn't mean yeah. beautiful. I, I yeah. more, uh, I meant to say like um, tonal uh, music. Yeah. You know, like, like a tonal kind of Broadway kind of uh, yeah it, it, uh, it, sound. It, 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 right, right. It, it no, is it, not it, that. It, and there is beauty in many shapes, in many forms, yes. and in many languages. Yeah. This has its own type of beauty, but most people, uh, particularly not musicians and stuff, would see beauty as a tonal thing, you know? Yeah. And I, I, I you know, like you, Sergio, I mean, I've heard enough, you know, we, we, you, you balance all those things. Right. And, figure out where, where you want to go. I mean, it's, yeah. it's part, part of what you hear, you know? And I think, I think contemporary musicians were lucky that we have available a great palette of sounds. Yes, we really, do. Really, really great palette. So, so when someone shows up with just one palette of sounds, I, I, I think it's a missed opportunity to use all kinds of things. Right. And also you use marvelously the, the, the sound effects, the the synths, and the you know suddenly you you get these sounds that yeah. are part of the composition, but they are really you know sounds. Yes, no, there, there's a lot of prepared piano, a lot of toy piano. Uh, there, you know, I mean, I'm talking about the whole all three episodes and all that, and and then you know, and a lot of that is because again, could I recreate this live? Right? Could you actually score it? and put a couple of prepared pianos in the pit and you know all that kind of stuff it boy it would be hard you know yes it would and, be and, and as soon as i say this is going to be a film it means that it's not i'm not done compositionally uh until i say i am but more so i can just keep adding things so so the way we, we worked it was I, I wrote I wrote in finale and then transferred all of the finale into Pro Tools and then started embellishing it with sometimes with you know synth real you know instrumental synth sounds, but knowing I was gonna add real violin, real cello, real everything, real percussion. Um, and then I just kept adding colors and sounds and things. Sometimes just be, like I said to you when I sent you the score, I would have to re-look at the score to get everything in that I did because some of it I did after I wrote it, you know? I see. Um, because, and now, if I were writing it for an ensemble, it would be different, but I was writing it for me. Right. You know, I mean, I'm the only person here. Uh, right. So, and I knew I would, and then, and just to make this clear too, yes, everybody, I paid everybody. Uh, you know, this was not a freebie for anyone. They didn't get rich on it, 
but you but, you know, but it, it's it's legit, you know. Uh, it's all SAG after contract and AFM contract. So I I uh, yeah. So that's great, and uh, yeah, I think uh, I was gonna say something, but I it escaped me as my <laughs> thoughts are wont to do every now and then. Yeah. But uh, I want to thank you very much for having shared this with us. It is really, I, but before we leave, yes, this is what I'm going to say. Where can everybody find this? Yes. In, in the, yeah, this is very important because if you want to look at it now, so can you say that? Yes. Um, the simplest way to watch it is to go to our website, which is thewebopera.com. Okay. Um, there, there it is. I, what I'll say is this, just because, um, so we've been an official selection at 32 film festivals, oh. which is pretty good. Yes. Um, and the, the, the thing I'll encourage everybody to do is if you watch all three episodes, they add up to just under 40 minutes. And I think that's the best experience of it where you just kind of take it all in one breath, you know, it, Definitely. It, 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 you know, as if you were watching the first act and in a theater, you know, yeah, um, I can attest to that when, and you're having the fourth and fifth uh, episodes yes. coming. The, the, the fourth episode is composed and a, and a demo of it is on the website. It's in fact, a motet. Uh, Cause I love acapella voices. And so, uh, that's all I'll say about it now. And, uh, but yes, it's at thewebopera.com. And the other thing I should say is um, there's a social mission to this, which is to raise awareness of cyber abuse and cyberbullying and suicide prevention. And so on the website, you can see links to various organizations that help with that sort of thing. Um, when we did our initial launch event, a, a fellow who's been working with this name, Eduardo, um, um, was there and um, he organized a panel with three young people who had all quit social media and had all attempted suicide. Wow. And, um, and they were 2021, 20, you know. Um, That's uh... and, and And they all talked about <clears throat> the experience of, you know, if, 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 not getting a like in Facebook hurts you. Yeah. We, which is something you and I did not know. Exactly. And, and we don't get affected by these things yeah. in that way. You know, it's, it's another generation thing. It's, right, I know. You it's, know, because if I don't get likes or dislikes, who cares? I can be off, off social media for a month and I don't care. But yeah. when you are young and, and it's, it's a, such a part of your life, right. it's a right. very... It has to be treated very differently. And I think this is a very important thing that you're doing by, by raising awareness. And I want to thank you very much for having been with me. Well, thank you, Sergio. It's, it's, and, it's great to see you. And, it's, and I'm really honored that you asked me to join in. So. Oh, the honor is all mine, my friend. And uh, thank you very much. Thank you to everybody that listened. And I hope to see you in the next podcast, okay? Bye. Bye. Da-da-da for now. No, yeah. that's not the, the way they said. That, 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 that's all, folks, for now. <laughs> okay. <laughs>